Wheat futures were higher last week despite the extension of the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Wheat was supported by strong U.S. corn sales and risk-off trading as traders began to feel the market was oversold. The fund's net short was reported to have grown to a five-year high of 100,000 contracts. My name is Michael Wilton with the Saskwee Outlook for March 12th. You can find the detailed written report online at the Saskwee website. May Chicago soft red winter wheat futures were up 31 cents on the week, closing at $7.11 a bushel. Kansas hard red winter wheat futures were up 38 cents at $8.36 a bushel, while Minneapolis hard red spring wheat futures were up 36 cents at $8.61 a bushel. U.S. wheat futures are currently trading 6 to 10 cents lower at the time of recording this Monday morning. In the significant purchases and trades last week, it was a big week with Saudi Arabia, Algeria, Tunisia, Jordan, and Egypt all buying a total of around 2 million tons of wheat. Most of the trades last week were filled with Black Sea supplies. The Egyptian price was the lowest we have seen in recent weeks. Japan bought 73,000 tons of food-grade wheat from the U.S., Canada, and Australia in their weekly tender, and U.S. weekly wheat sales were strong at 336.7 thousand tons. Total U.S. exports are 650 million bushels, which is only down 5% from last year. In some of the most important news that happened last week, the International Grains Council put global wheat production at a record high of 801 million tons for the 2022-23 season. The increase was driven by more production in Kazakhstan, Australia, India, and the European Union. Global ending stocks were put 5 million tons higher than last month at 286 million tons. The International Grains Council released their first estimates for the upcoming 23-24 growing season. They put global wheat production at 787 million tons, which is 2% less than the previous year. Most of the decrease in global wheat production was in exporting countries, led by a 20% decrease in Ukraine, 13% less production in Russia, and 29% less production in Australia. We think that most of the International Grains Council's production estimates are reasonable, but they are likely at the high end of what is possible. Their number for the Black Sea are higher than some of the estimates we've heard from local analysts, and their estimates for Australia and India, while possible, do not give much room for the potential impact of the forecasted El Nino. In Canada, While future prices crashed over the week, average basis levels have cushioned the fall in cash prices in the Canadian prairies. Future prices have fallen roughly 60 cents since the beginning of February, while cash prices have fallen just 40 cents on average. The strength in basis levels were largely because of the depreciating Canadian dollar, relatively cheap export prices off the west coast, and strong demand for Canadian wheat. Canadian wheat exports remain strong, as there was another 520,000 tons of wheat exported during week 32. This brings the season total to 12.3 million tons, up 69% from last year compared to the AAFC's 57% increase. 
Average weekly exports need to be about 350,000 tons per week to meet the AAFC's 19.3 million ton export number. Wheat deliveries were also strong and will allow the export pace to remain steady. For Durham, Durham exports for week 32 were 76,000 tons, which is in line with the average pace needed to meet the AAFC's 4.8 million ton export number. The average export pace per to date is 104.6 thousand tons per week. Although we are entering the spring shipping season, when exports tend to pick up, shipping out of the Great Lakes usually resumes in late March, there is not enough Durham supply to maintain the current export pace. With that said, producer deliveries were 131,000 tons last week, causing an increase in visible supply. Most of the stocks are in primary elevators, but there is 120,000 tons in the Vancouver terminals. In the U.S. The percent of the U.S. winter wheat crop that is experiencing drought conditions improved two points over the week and is now 53%. The areas experiencing the worst drought are Kansas, where 66% of the crop is in extreme drought, and Nebraska, where 70% of the crop is in extreme drought. The spring drought outlook for the U.S. shows the drought should improve in parts of the northern and central plains over the next three months, but drought in parts of the southern high plains will persist through the end of June. And as we head over to Australia, the Meteorology Bureau in Australia says the forecasted El Nino may be earlier and more severe than initial thoughts. Australia's Bureau of Agriculture is estimating that next year's wheat crop will be around 10 million tons less than the previous year, at 28 million tons. This compares to what local traders' thoughts of about 25 million tons. In Argentina, the wheat market in Argentina is completely stalled. December to March exports are just under 1.9 million tons. We think that they only have an exportable surplus of about 5 to 6 million tons. Exports from Brazil are taking some of Argentina's shortfall. Brazil, who usually imports 6 to 8 million tons of wheat, has exported almost 2.6 million tons. Prices have risen in Brazil, which has taken them out of the export market. In the European Union, contagion fears over the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank and Credit Suisse has caused the euro to fall, which helped the Matif wheat prices. Funds increased their net short position on Matif wheat by 14,000 contracts over the week to 78,000 contracts. Some of this was bought back late last week. Low soil moisture does not seem to be affecting the French wheat crop, which is 95% good to excellent. This is unchanged from last week and three points higher than last year. French farmers are not selling at these prices, which has caused some exporters to pull their bids altogether. Strategy Grains is estimating that Durham production in the EU will increase by 10% from last year's drought-impacted crop, to 7.8 million tonnes. Most of the increase in production is expected to be in Italy, but production in Spain and Greece is also expected to be higher. Durham production in the EU is subject to the same weather concerns mentioned previously. In the Black Sea, there are reports that farmers in Ukraine only have about 35% of the crop protection products they need. A lack of money is making sourcing all the crop inputs needed difficult. 
Initial estimates are that total grain production could fall to 34 million tons compared to 54 million tons last year and the record 86 million ton crop in 2021. The International Grains Council has their estimate for Ukraine's upcoming wheat crop at 20.2 million tons, which is 20% less than last year. Russia's state agency Rostat estimates that their 2022-23 crop was 104 million tons compared to the USDA's 92 million ton estimate and the IGC's 95 million ton number. Russia's actual production is probably closer to 100 million tons. The International Grains Council put Russia's 2023-24 crop down 13% from the previous year at 83 million tons. In the coming week, Russian wheat continues to dominate the wheat trade. Russian farmers had a big crop and they're strong sellers at these prices. With a new wheat crop coming shortly in Europe, we presently don't see any independent strength in wheat. The wheat market will follow corn, which, in the short term, will be a function of the pace of U.S. export sales. We are sold out on current crop wheat and will wait on weather developments before selling additional new crop. Until next time, this is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete mercantile report online at saskwheat.ca.